Hello and welcome to the Morning Espresso. It is 21.43. It is Saturday on the 13th. We have a coronavirus survivor here with us. He's caught the coronavirus 12 times and he has survived. He's been out sick. Dr. Boogie has been out sick for three months. I've survived three out of those 12 times. Anyway. He survived three out of those 12 times. His ghost is here for an, a live interview. And, <laughs> uh, he's going to tell us all what it feels like to have coronavirus, surviving coronavirus, uh, lifestyle, writing your will, giving it all away, and then having to go get all your possessions off your. This is my will, anyways. Anyway. The will you I got. The will to drink pints. Yeah, I, I will to drink. <laughs> so, what, what, how, how did you know you had coronavirus? What happened to you? Oh well, do you get do you, do you get there's weird things online saying oh you get massive toes if you have coronavirus and all this stuff. Really? Well, I felt like I was being told away, but don't about getting massive toes um, personally, but um, I got a massive fucking um, what's it bronchitis? You got bronchitis? Well, it felt like it anyway. It could all feel right. like anything. It could feel like lung cancer. It could feel like could be anything. It feels like a lot of potentially very 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 serious diseases, but. It's um, most cases, luckily, it's not. It can be, but it's not always. Um, it's not what it looks like. It looks very different than to what it feels like. Um, when you mm-hmm. see another person with it, they just look like they're dying of the flu, right? Um, a typical flu, but it's not, it's not anything like that at all. In fact, it's there's quite a few differences. Um, there are some symptoms of the flu as well, but there are some differences. Yeah, and the main one being is that. Um, the disease is basically a disease of the lungs. So it's a lung-based. So if you could, if you take out all the, what's it called when all the guesswork, all the other outside layers and all that, if you get it's not to symptoms, it's something else, isn't it? Take out all the bullshit and all that. I know it's a polite oh, way of saying bullshit, but yeah. I can't remember, so I'm going to stick with that until I find out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typical stored somewhere. I'm just trying to dig it out. Yeah. Um, so when you when you take all that rubbish out and then all that, yeah. it's really the thing that's left in the core of it is that it's in the lungs. It's in the lungs, right? It's basically that's it's a lung disease, if anything else. Mm-hmm. And all the other symptoms are basically side effects of your lung disease. Right. So that's ultimately what, from my experience, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree, it's pretty similar as well. Yeah. Um, for some, which I'll explain soon, it, it went a little bit further than that. Luckily, still a s- survivor, but. Um, a little bit of a fun time there with uh, with possibly of it going horribly wrong. Yeah, I, I was saying to you, any good side effects, and you said no hallucinations, shy crack. Ah, oh, it's shy. Is that it's you'd really, have to unless a you might have review. you might have cool dreams uh, before of it, but mm-hmm. yeah, fuck you, couldn't be arsed having. Couldn't be arsed. You wouldn't recommend it to a friend. Not really, no, because you might die. Like. <laughs> no, it's, def- it's not worth the cost of admission. It's really scary to think. Um, SARS had a ten percent chance of killing you, and yeah. coronavirus at any level has you've an eight percent chance of dying. Uh, think about it for a sec. You've oh wait, okay, yeah. What's what's SARS again? Ten percent. Um, it's ten percent, yeah. And this is eight. Yeah, so it's not. But far that's off. eight. That's eight, no matter what, though. I think on av- the average is eight, and then right. the average is ten for SARS, eight for coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so I think I think anyone with a prob who gets it is, has a probability of dying of eight percent chance of get probably mm. getting killed by it. Um, and I think um, even if from the healthiest, you could be unlucky, but it means. But the way, if you want to see the glasses mostly full, even 92% chance of surviving it. Alright. So, but still, it, yeah, anything over 1%. So, did you survive or did you die? Where's the... I'll find out in a sec. Um, where is it? I'll call on the ghost of Dr. Boogie. Ghost of Dr. Boogie. So, Wait, was it you were survived or was it was your twin that survived? I think I was cloned and crunched. Cr- was it that cr- frozen? Not frozen right. bio something. The chronologically. Chronologically. It wasn't even that chronological. Fuck it, I have to take this off. Oh jeez, who's this after coming in the room? So this is the ghost of the... This is the person who died of the oh, coronavirus. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, You've changed. He um yeah he didn't quite make it through. Um, so didn't make, didn't I'll make tell you it. what it's like. Um, anyway, can have it. So <laughs> um, basically, I don't know how I'm gonna drink this now. This is gonna be weird. Slurping on into your eye there. 
I'm gonna be short. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know if you can still hear my mom muffled. Fuck it. Fuck it. I got the coronavirus blues. Yeah. I wanna give corona to you. Oh, I can't taste anything. I can't taste anything. I got coronavirus. I can't eat a bite. My Corona Moisturizer My Corona Moisturizer It's like the nicest beer in the world The beer gone off and the beers taste sour Corona Sour Corona Sour? It's a sour beer So Corona. you caught it anyway Yeah, so yeah so. Do you know which flipper gave it to you? Did you find them and punch them in the street when you found out who it was that gave it to you? I know, punching them was too nice man Oh shit! Way too nice. They could have killed you No, I could have um like were you like that fucking dirty ass fucker you gave it to me, or were you just like, like, did you do, do you know the moment that someone sneezed on you, or if I did, I'd be in prison. You'd be in prison. You would have murdered them. Probably. <laughs> Damn. There's some mad videos like people with coronavirus licking poles on the subway and stuff. You're like, oh really? shit, man. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, anything goes on down there in that subway. And just subways in general. Did you ever see that video? Yet. It was like a subway. I think it was in South America somewhere. There was like a guitar pl- guitarist on the... He yeah. was just randomly playing and then he's just going absolutely mental. He's just started banging his head like... Yeah? Like absolutely mental. I like, I'll have to show it, shall I do it here on the... Oh, no, 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 we can't, we can't, yeah. it's a copyright, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, uh, but, um, yeah, he was just absolutely going crazy. He was, like, speaking Spanish or something, we couldn't understand, but he went absolutely... To say mental, you think he was, uh, the corona... Ha- he survived corona about 50 times when you see him. But, um, so, I think most likely I caught it in an airport. Yeah. Um, in a... Place. Off a 500 euro note. Oh yeah, fucking hell. Expensive shit over there. One of the most expensive places in the world where we were at. Um, yeah. Courchevel. Location in France. Anyway, we flew to a place called Geneva. Fuck Geneva out. Convention? What kind of Geneva? At the airport. Right. In Switzerland. And you had to drive across the border. Jeez. On the bus. So then we, we flew in, um, we got off the plane yeah. and you basically arrive in like this kind of what looked like a barn and this is not the main part of the uh, airport. It's that's just that's some sorry to interrupt. I, I just love, because you're a musical talent, I'm just going to leave this keyboard beside you. Because you can just be like, I was driving to the airport. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was on the bus. Without even thinking like. Cause I was out on the bus and then the, the whole thing came. And then so I got to the barn and then... Volume knobs, the last on the left there, if you need to. This any. one? Yeah. Grand. So I was just... Mine is all business, in the bar. He said, uh... So I was in the barn, the airport oh, barn. Oh, the barn! It was a fucking barn. It was like a fucking barn. They, they had this barn that you just literally opened up for skiers. Like, just to yeah. cram the, like, five or six hundred people in. Mm. So a whole plane full. And there were probably other planes... There were other planes in there as well. So we got off the plane. Is these like little planes a bit like 100 people per plane? Or? They're like normal, your average jet sized planes. Uh, so they weren't like mega sized, but they weren't like propellers. You're, you're naturally travelling private because you're a, you're a big big stock boy. I was, yeah, I know, I was just taking up 10 seats at one stage. You so. like to put your feet up. I wanted a fucking four poster bed on that plane, yeah. It's only a two hour flight. 69. And then so we got to the. So in Drent is the barn, so. Oh well, good, fine. Yeah. Not big crowded, very very crowded. No, no. A bar on the plane? Uh, no barn. The barn oh, at the sorry. airport. I'm, I'm just gonna keep them out short. You keep going, man. Uh, I'm, I'm just playing silly for not explaining. I'm winging it. Winging. So then um, we get to we go through immigration. That it's queuing up for immigration. That's the worst bit because that was um, took ages and yeah. massive lines going through for immigration. And then you're in the baggage hall to gauge as far as luggage to come out, as far as I remember. And then you go through, and then you go on the bus. And bear in mind, when you go on the bus to your resort, it's not just you. You know, everyone on that plane actually goes to different resorts. Mm-hmm. So that means when you get on that bus, you've people from other countries who have different flights that landed, like maybe just before or after you. They have to wait for them for your particular holiday package. They come from different planes who come onto your bus as well. Yeah. So then you all go on this one bus to 
different and stopped off in different resorts. So then, so we did our week of skiing, perfect. Um, I don't know how many people I might have killed with that coronavirus, the accidental serial killer. Um, and then got back, grand. Everything's oh, we found out about this thing, lockdown, uh -huh. the great lockdown. And then what happened was we, so I got home. My dad started getting sick. Father, uh, Daddy Boogie started getting sick. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably got it. And yeah. then I fucking get it. And then, so basically what happens is, it's basically you start off, the way, for me, I'll tell you how it what works. What's the first me. sign? Yeah, we're like, <coughs> oh shit, I have <laughs> Literally. <coughs> I feel like coronavirus. <laughs> I literally, coronavirus, Mr. <coughs> <coughs> Oh, <laughs> let me drink <just> the corona. <coughs> yeah, what was the first sound like? Literally that coughing, like <coughs> coughing. <coughs> and I remember just literally at one night, just like waking up, like. <coughs> yeah. And then I'd be finding the day, and the next night, <coughs> and then I was trying to hide it, and then, um, and then I was like going to sing, <coughs> and then, mm. and then I was like, "Are you okay? Uh, you need to go into isolation." Fuck. Yeah. And then my dad started getting sick. It's like, how do you think? Oh, I'm grand. And he started getting worse and worse and worse. And it looked like, I swear, it was like a mixture between meningitis or stroke. That's what it looked like. Really? I don't know what it felt like to him, but it looked like he was having a full stroke. His mouth was kind of open, yeah. really like that. He was like, right no way. If I respond to him, like, yeah, what, what's up? He was mm -hmm. like, yeah, and all that. Yeah. Like he was really like. It's almost looked like. Brain, I hate to say it, but it looked like he was getting brain damage from it. Yeah, so this was an older gentleman. Yeah. Symptoms of coronavirus. Uh, yeah, I mean, he was at that age where he was, it's much more serious. So yeah, it's 20 percent. Like. I think you have a 20% chance of dying at that age, I think, if you yeah. do. Whereas I would be in the 8% category, probably. 8% oh, of dying? Yeah. Alright, not living. All right. Yeah, of dying, yeah. Yeah. And then he's 20% chance of dying, I think, around that. Mm. Um, so he he kind of got he was coughing and all that, but he was he, very slurred speech, extremely slurred speech. I've never seen anything like it before. And then just general. And when he was in his sanest moments, he's not a guy who likes to admit getting old or anything like that. Mm. So he, when he was at his absolute finest, he was extremely bad tempered and all that. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like if we imagine anything about him that involved him kind of lying down or feeling a little bit weak, he like I think you got it from there it's like I don't fucking think I got it from there mm. and it, it, it's just like in a really bad mood the whole time it wasn't his best <sighs> no <laughs> and then he and then he was kind of ringing his like colleagues who works in hospitals and they told him okay we're going to get you in and get you sorted um, so luckily it wasn't so bad to have an ambulance but we didn't know how it was going to go, but apparently they got him in just in time, in the nick of time. Fuck. We learned later on. Mountain times escaped, cheated, uh, grief, death, and all that yeah. bullshit, and just very close to it. Mm. Luckily, yeah. um, but um, so then he went in. Um, he rang about an hour or two after he went in and said that they're going to keep him in for possibly a few weeks, maybe a month. Um, because he's uh, he's quite bad, um, so they need to keep him in to yeah. keep an eye on him. So, so you and your dad both caught it around the same time, and you were able to go home, but he had to go into hospital. Yeah, they both I, got like, the same thing at the same time. I got the same thing, but I got it milder than he yeah. did. Um, he got it, and a su surprise actually in a way because he's a very healthy man, but and he has very healthy lungs and all that. But this thing absolutely destroyed him. For it's it blew my mind when you said that to me. I was like, what the fuck though, like. Yeah, that, that, was lad, like, that lad's in great shape. Like, what the fuck? Even we were absolutely shocked. We weren't prepared for what was going to happen, and he's not one to admit kind of stuff. But neither's the other one. But neither. I'm not absolutely bringing out it. But I was. Um, I did eventually kind of admit to like having certain symptoms. Um, yeah. Okay. Hello. You were you bedridden for like a week or? I wasn't actually. Funny enough, I wasn't bedridden. I was able to get up every day. Um, yeah. I was able to kind of go for short walks and things like that, but. I luckily I wasn't too bad, but certain times of day I'd feel better getting up at certain times of day. But my dad was bedridden actually before he went mm. to hospital. He was bedridden, yeah. and it, it's a it's a horrible thing to kind of see, especially with someone who's 
Oh, he's up and around and all, and ne next thing he knows, he's just running to the bed. It's a pretty unpleasant thing to have to go through. And you'd be checking up on him, just hoping he's not dead or something like that. And yeah, like, it's shocking really, to even, like, like, that's the way it was, like. It's, it, and it's shocking, like, because it, so, it was so strange. Like, when I was over in um, France with him, skiing with him, and all everywhere, the world was kind of just shutting down. And I was thinking, it looked like we are in this wonderland, and it literally looked like a fairy tale. Like, they still had, like, Christmas lights and everything, just because the way the town's made up, it's so kind of fancy and... It literally looked like a winter wonderland fairy tale, like something you'd see in like Snow White. And I was thinking, my God, we're in this bubble, and yet there's all this carnage going on around us, and yet we're happening in this bubble. Literally, that we know that did we know that it was already inside us, waiting to explode. It's like a volcano waiting to erupt. Yeah. Around the time for anyone listening at home, when Doctor Boogie and Co were getting ready to catch coronavirus, I was texting Doctor Boogie. Just being like, have you heard of this thing on the news? Coronavirus, it's all very strange or something. Meanwhile, this was before Dr. Boogie had caught it. And then a week later, he had he had caught it. And it's just crazy. Because you see all this mad shit on the news. If anyone's been watching mm. the podcast, I was just like, oh, this is... Oh, it's some other one. You know, it's, it's happening in other places. Exactly, but, but you problem. don't expect it to be. And then... You're someone you know, and their their dad has it. It's like what the fuck, and then it's like that thing that happened it. on the news happening in your own house. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it's exactly yeah. It, you just don't think because I kept thinking on the news like they're going over the top of this, aren't they? A bit. Yeah. It's like, but no, actually, they actually it's right on your doorstep. This is actually very very serious. It's crazy. And yeah, so then it, it kind of hits um and it's just so it just erupts like you're asymptomatic which means you have absolutely no symptoms starting off with it and there's an incubation period which is basically when how, it goes how many into days do you think that is usually one to two weeks um, really? on average For, you found that yourself anyway well we kind of discovered it I think it was discussed to us um, the yeah. doctors um, who were looking after my dad just told them well he yeah. told them they got him in just a nick of time because if he didn't he would have had to go on a ventilator yeah. which means you've virtually no chance of getting out alive uh, a ventilator is just a uh, life support additive. yeah that's literally what it is it's a life fucking life support machine the prognosis is always bad almost almost bad mm. very very few people get out of that Free. unscathed it's it's a horrific outcome but they apparently got him just before it got to that stage which is scary and they didn't say this until afterwards probably didn't want to make things worse yeah so then, basically, yes. Yeah, so then, he was getting very sick, and he he's he likes to get up early and all that. He's back to that now, but yeah. during the worst of it, he would be in bed almost all day. Like yeah. he was the total opposite to what like he would be, complete opposite in such a short space of time. Yeah, maybe a morning person or something. He'd, yeah, he'd be up every morning. He still is, and even if he's yeah. gotten none, he just likes to. He's an early riser. He doesn't like to sleep in at all. He's. I've only known him to sleep in I mean in the afternoon twice in my whole life yeah. I'm not joking actually yeah. yeah like if he was out with friends but the only other time I've never known him other than this to ever sleep in ever yeah so then this this came and then it it uh, kind of just got him and he went downhill mm. so quickly and you were you were sick yourself at the time, so that must have been emotional overload. Because you're you already can't process that in yourself. Because you're like, oh, I I'm just dead. And then, but you know what's even strange? You're almost too loves. sick to be emotional. That's and yeah. when you start recovering from it, that's when it gets you. Because oh, you can start thinking probably again. Yeah. So even your sickness stops you from um, actually thinking mm. or feeling properly, almost because you're so concentrated on your symptoms and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's when you start recovering from it, that's when everything else kind of comes in. And that's when you can start feeling other stuff, like the, the emotions and all that. Bongers. It was a bit of a emotional thingy when he went oh, in to the yeah. hospital. Because mm. he just started having these ridiculously ne negative thoughts. Like he did? No, I did. Oh, you did, yeah. yeah, yeah. You just get you wouldn't know what to think. totally irrational. Just, even if it's completely irrational, mm. you just start getting crazy negative thoughts, like very mm. distressing, and then. But you know, like it's a stabilizing. Yeah. Situation. It's a. It, they're crap. They're absolutely rubbish. They are, but yeah. they are, what they are. But the hospitals are your emotional. Oh, sorry, the emotional. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The yeah, negative yeah, thoughts, yeah, okay. but I think if anyone gets through them, just let them know that. While they may seem irrational, it's just your mind processing 
and the thing is to let yourself feel these thoughts and tell someone even if you don't want to tell them what they are just say that you're having these intrusive thoughts and you're going through a little bit of a tough time and yeah. I, I know it's silly but it's not it's not silly at all but um you're having this experience at the moment so then yeah. because of what's happening and they'll understand me Mm. If they didn't, then you might want to find another group of people. To. <laughs> and then, so then, on to... So then, so his symptoms... Now, I couldn't really say what his symptoms are from a first person because I could only say what it looked like. <coughs> I could say, speak for myself, but I wouldn't be able to speak for him okay. what they were like. Do, so, you, do you know if he felt different symptoms to you? Because like, he might maybe more in the lungs? Cause he had... Well, he had started having hallucinations and... Mm. I don't know what it's like to be incoherent to the level he was, so I haven't experienced yeah. that yet. I mean, if I could try and describe it, it's probably like similar to when you first wake up from anaesthesia after an operation. It could be something along those lines, possibly. Um, I mean, I could imagine he was very tired. I mean, he had moments of incoherence and then he'd be okay and then he, he might have different mood swings and things, like severe mood swings as well. Like he had those as well but mm. that's a lot to do with like his personality along with the virus as well um like extreme mood swings um so from his point of view from what i saw he looked like he was typically i'd hate to say it, but he looked like someone who was dying basically right. and he really did he was losing his memory he's losing everything it's almost like dementia that's crazy you think he's come back to full swing more or less do you yeah, pretty much. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, he's on. Mad. He, he does apparently have scarring in the lung, and I don't know if that will ever fully Internal, like, not from actual surgery or anything? No, just from the disease. The corona is actually that aggressive. It scars your lungs physically. Mad. It's almost like a sharp. It's like a sharp thing, because I had it, and it's a little bit different to any other cough. It, it's, it, your breathing is compromised a little bit as well, and mine mm. was as well. Um, so Does it come out of rhythm itself, or...? Well, does it make your breathing any irregular? Or not so much that it's, you can't breathe all the way in. Like breathing. if you like, if I breathe in now, like I'm okay. But when I had it in full swing, if I breathe in, like, <coughs> yeah, I'd be coughing. Like I'd just cough straight away. If more I sh- around here, kind of cough just below the neck. Yeah, it's it? kind of in your chest, chest as well. Really, it but it goes a little bit deeper though. Kind of below the heart. Yeah, the heart. you feel everything. Your whole thing just. Mm. You, you feel like you get if you breathe in, you feel like you're getting winded, yeah, and you're coughing a lot, and then you're like, <coughs> <coughs> just constantly. Yeah. So it's more like just a constant cough that won't go away, and it literally lingers. It lingers. It lingers forever, almost. Yeah. You think it never? It's one of the most. You seem perfect now. Did it take maybe a month to go away that lingering cough? So I'd say. So when did I get it? I got it in March. So I got sick um i was at my worst probably around the fifth i'd say about anywhere between the 20th and the 30th of march so 27th 20th and the 27th of march the those time is days. 2206 and it's the 13th saturday so march something you're saying yeah so around the yeah so around the 20th to the 27th yeah say Three months ago. What I'm dying to know is, like, from a lot of people, was there one telltale sign where you're just like, oh, hang on, this is not a normal cold. Like, this is definitely fucking corona. Like, I've never felt something like this before. When was the moment where you're like, oh, shit, that cough, like, fucking tickled my little toe there away I've never been touched before? When I started having other symptoms, like... Other symptoms, like At the same time, like, fever. Fever, right. fever, like... Well, I mean, if I got up at a certain time to go to the toilet, let's say five o'clock in the morning, mm. I'd be shivering uncontrollably. Your whole body, like, with oh, cold yeah. or... Oh, just no, just like high fever, kind of. High fever. I didn't get right. any blocked nose or anything like that. It was much more down here. Chesty, right. Now, you do get headaches as well. You do get mm. headaches, but apparently another big symptom is loss of appetite and a weird taste. Yeah, what's the weird taste like? Well, I could give you one example. Right. I was having before I went away. Before I went away skiing, I was yeah. having this. Um, I was having like a toasted sandwich that I with stuff in it that I really like. Fucking curse you were, curse you were, Doctor Boogie. Oh yeah, toasted. I was toast. I was ready for it. I was born in bread, you know. Yeah. And then <laughs> born in bread. And then. Um, <laughs> and then um, what was it? I. 
Then I started to kind of, when I got back, even before I got sick, apparently I noticed when I ate it again, it's like, mm, it's not quite as nice as it was normal. I didn't know at the time that was a telltale sign, but looking back yeah. on it, apparently, from research, apparently it is. Mm. If it's something tastes weird, and then I just had it almost... So stuff tastes weird. And then and then the next thing was a almost complete loss of appetite. Lots of like human really hungry. struggling to get through mm. my food. Like very, very much struggling. If I didn't eat much that day, I'd be full up too quickly. Mm-hmm. And then that along with the cough, they were, just because of the time that, if this happened like six months ago, I wouldn't be able to tell that it was the coronavirus at all. Mm-hmm. But I know that, I just thought it was another bad. But then it was a very kind of sharp cough. It's kind of very sharp feeling down here. So it hurts kind of when you cough then? Yeah, it is. Sharp. And when you breathe as well, it hurts. Oh, it, it's sake. like a sharp breathing. It's like something, it's almost like if you swallowed a pin yeah. and it's, it got went to your lungs. Uh, a bit like that. Kind of, now, my dad had that out of like to the point he nearly got brain damage. I think. What? I don't think he did, but he. I think temporarily yeah. his brain. He was so incoherent and he's demented, just like yeah. that. He's fully recovered. They, he ended up in hospital, and they put him on um, oxygen. Oxygen, yeah. And then they s- decided to take him into the ICU. Yeah. And then, but then they he recovered very quickly from. They told him he was going to be in there anyway for three months, weeks to possibly like a month or so. When he first went in the day, he went in and said, you can't go anywhere, You're, I'm going to need to keep an eye on you. But he recovered like, no, tomorrow. Then they did a test. Now, when he get test, he, they tested him again and he was negative. But they, they're still damaged. There's still like collateral damage from the corona. Testing for coronavirus, like, yeah. But he was tested negative. So even when the coronavirus is gone, it kind of did its assault on the lungs. So yeah. there's collateral like damage. It's like if a tornado hit somewhere that even though the storm's gone, the damage is there. Really? Yeah, so but so even though the coronavirus is gone, you don't you still have a lot of the symptoms of the coronavirus still. Mm. Um you just tested negative, so it doesn't mean you have recovered, it just means it's no longer attacking your lungs anymore. Um it but you still have to your lungs still have to heal from it because it does actually it literally does whatever it does it scars your lungs I mean I don't know if I have scarring or not but it's not enough for me to feel anything so from my perspective from my from his perspective it looked like he was just dementing he was on his way out yeah. um, he he'd have got fluctuations at his best he'd be kind of lazily walking around and yeah. get, maybe getting a bit bad tempered and all that and then uh, the um, causing my fa- family's extreme anxiety because we thought he was going to die basically yeah, um, everyone would be stressed out big time yeah because at that moment most, it looked like people going to hospital won't ever come out again mm. you weren't coming out it was a death sentence or so it seemed and this was at the absolute height when it was almost out of control here yeah, what, what month was that again March March in Ireland yeah right. that was yeah. a very very bad month here mm. very bad and then but as he got out the situation I think deteriorated in Ireland in general but I think yeah. for him he kind of got out some um, he got out after a week and they still need to go for heart tests and things like that but he did he's now almost I'd say fully recovered from it um, but it, it takes months to, that's great it is but it's a long recovery it's not like a flu where you recover maybe after a week so with me I had the cough then I had the typical fever symptoms um, after or during during during, during yeah, yeah. Lots of appetite, and then they kind of cleared away quick enough. Um, but then everything else went away, and I was fine. But I kept on coughing, and that went on f- probably I'd say until May. So I'd say another uh, month and a half of Fuck constant a coughing. A month and a half of just pure coughing. That. Yeah, and you think you've gone away, but I almost even forgot what it was like to not have a cough. Because mm. I was so, it, to me, I just kind of adjusted to it, and to me, that was my life. It was almost like it's there's wild, a sense of yeah. perm- permanence, and I, it just wouldn't go away at all. Yeah. It feels like it never will, and then it, it slowly, then kind of goes, and then it comes back, goes, comes back slightly less, goes, fluctuates, typical fluctuations. Yeah. Um, it's never like a linear pattern. It's like up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, small, and it kind of the swings become smaller and smaller, and then now it's gone. All I can think of is playgrounds right now. Swings on playgrounds. <laughs> literally, it literally swings. Like it's literally like a swing. It's a crazy, crazy disease. And and that's I think. And even though I would have been tested negative at that stage, really, 
because I felt all the other symptoms disappeared. Apparently it goes away. I think this disease goes away pretty quickly, but that leaves a lot of damage, which mm. is why the recovery rate is so slow. Yeah. But the, but it just lingers on for ages, and the cough, because it's a disease of the lungs, it's like he like my dad. He basically had um, pneumonia, mm. and so he had. That's why he had to be put on oxygen and increase his oxygen in the ICU because he it was basically full on pneumonia, which and they can and because it's a COVID nineteen pneumonia, they couldn't treat him normally the way they normally treat pneumonia. How do you normally treat pneumonia? I think it's like antibiotics or something like oh, that, okay. possibly. Um, I mean, but you have to have it injected into through uh, intravenous. Um, yeah. Because it's pneumonia is like the, it's it's one of the diseases that it's very easy to be treated, but if you don't treat it, there's a high chance it will kill you. Uh, there's some diseases which the recovery is bloody brilliant, but mm -hmm. most diseases where you can recover well from it, you if you don't get it treated, you'd be fine. But it's one of the diseases where you can have a good recovery rate, but untreated has a very poor outcome. It has a very high chance of killing you or causing some serious um, damage anyway. But um, if you get it treated early soon, you've almost no chance of getting sick again from it. Like you, like you won't fall sick, you'll recover fully and you probably won't get it again, maybe. Great. But um, yeah, so that's uh, so basically to sum up what what it's like. It's a, it's really a, it's not like what people think. Cause back then, people saying ah, oh, it's like the flu with a fancy name because it came from somewhere else. But right. it's actually very in a lot. In some ways, it's similar with the fever and all, but it's very different. There's an underlying thing theme throughout, which is like you're coughing, you're breathing, you're breathing. Breathing. Once time. you know your breathing's fucked, you are f you got it. Oh man. And it's a it's it's contagious as fuck. It's more contagious yeah. than your app. That's why it's went everywhere. That's why the whole world was put into a big recession, lockdown. It um, that's why that's why the whole world literally almost stopped spinning. <laughs> yeah. And what's really what's really scary is that yeah. the way we live in a country where we don't get natural disasters that you, yeah, lovely. Love but then, like in certain parts, they get like tornadoes and hurricanes, and you think how unlucky they were. Yeah. Yet this thing called coronavirus, Mother Nature comes along and causes way more deaths than any of those natural disasters in a single incident. So yeah, we were hit like it's like a world. It's like imagine a swarm of bees come in the form of viruses flying around everywhere, waiting to get you. And it literally, it's so aggressive, it really, it's, it's as stubborn as fuck. I would describe those things as stubborn bacteria that just goes into your viral bacteria, whatever it is. It goes literally straight into your system. It really, its aim is to get to your lungs. That's what it's, a, it's like a magnet to your lungs. Do you know what I like with lights, uh, insects are attracted to lights. Like the coronavirus is literally attracted to your lungs, mm. which is why it caused like 8% of deaths. It's supposed to be a lot like the SARS virus, but it's, it, it's um, not quite as bad. But it's not much better either. Yeah. It's a. It I means I think, but for some reason, it's much more contagious than like your typical flu or something like that. It's like because the reason being is like in most cases, if you have the flu or something, you have to be shown symptoms in order to spread it for someone. But with the coronavirus, you don't have to have any symptoms. You could have it in you and never show symptoms, but you could give it to 10 other people, yeah. which is why it's so dangerous. And um, I know you, you, you've you had it, mm -hmm. and I kind of didn't say this to you because of whatever reasons, but apparently it mutates and so on. So even though you've had it, it doesn't necessarily mean you can't get, get it again. Oh. So do you have any thoughts about that? Mean that you can't get it again? No, that it w you can get it again allegedly because it keeps mutating. Um. Oh, so in the same instant, do you know? What? I honestly didn't know that. Um. Now this is rumors I've heard. You know, I've been watching it because when I was talking to Doctor Boogie, everyone at home, I kept saying to Doctor Boogie, "Have you heard of this conspiracy theory? Have you heard they're all trying to conspiracy theory, <laughs> conspiracy, conspiracy?" And Doctor Boogie was like, "Chill out, all right." Chill <laughs> out. There's no conspiracy theories going on. <laughs> I didn't know, but I but they, what they don't know is that whether you can get it again or not. But mm. if it's when it stays in your system now, I, I'd like to think like if I recovered from it, then 
to some extent the immune system would have eventually kicked in and yeah, hopefully. destroyed most of it. So even if it does mutate, um, it won't be as bad. I'll just give yeah. it to you and everyone else, Grant. Yeah. Fuck that. I don't care. <laughs> so, um, but what, whether you can get it again or not, I don't know. I don't know. To me, it's like having the vaccine and then by getting the illness and then you're recovering from it. Is that like the long-winded way of getting the vaccination? Mm. from a disease is by getting the disease and not dying from it yeah and that's what I think I mean if that's the case then I mean I could but I don't think they know enough yet because it's yeah. a very new that's why they call it the novel virus novel means new doesn't it yeah it's not a fucking novelty anyways I don't know usually do you see when they describe novelty as something usually means it's held in very high esteem yeah but in this case it's novel without the T on the end yeah. but it's a uh, it's Oh, it's, it's a bollocks of a it's a yeah it, you, it fucks you up and, and it, it, it puts you out of action for yeah. a while anyway but you um, it depends it's all different levels um, I mean, I've heard of other people who had it like some say they had a bad headache for a few days and then oh it yeah went. no I mean, way yeah some of them and these younger folks younger yeah even mm. younger than me this person one right. other person said he had a headache really bad because his whole his parents both got it as well and, yeah. but none of them got it severe but he got a very kind of the tail end of it and he said he just got a, he didn't notice anything in the lungs but he said he he, he got to his head and then it just went disappeared right. and then he was fine again after that he recovered so there's different and there's lots of different levels of it as well and yeah. I would say I was kind of I had all the symptoms but not enough to cause serious concern but just a little bit uncomfortable for a couple of weeks yeah. um, and then it peaks and then you come out of it and then the cough is like the leftover which goes on and on and on and on and on and on yeah but what's really interesting what like you said something about it mutates I think because apparently what it does is you re you you recover some people they recover and it's not a straightforward recovery like it is from your typical cold you recover and you could be fine for a few weeks and then you fall sick again and then you recover fall sick recover even if you don't get it from outside it, it comes back it goes away comes back it waits until you recover then it goes and attacks you again Fuck. yeah so, and then it, it just gets you and then you're and but then it, it kind of happens less and less i think as the months progress mm. for me i would say it was almost like i just kind of lingered on recovery up and down a tiny bit like that towards the end of recovery it, it came in waves as such and then the cough would go and then it kind of come back a little bit and, and less so each time and then to it just kind of fizzles out basically it happens to you barely notice it yeah but um that's how it's but i think that's your general kind of um experience with the virus it's a it's a crazy uh, motherfucker crazy ass motherfucker motherfucking shite yeah, it was a. It's a. I mean, I wasn't too worried about myself, but. but were you waking? Were you like just? I know when I get real sick, I just kind of uh, cuddle and like get into a big ball and hope I don't die, mm. and then wake up the next day going, "Oh, thank fuck, I'm still alive." Like, were you very scared of dying? Like, are we? Uh, just no, kind of luckily, no, I wasn't at that stage. Too worried. I think I don't think I had it long enough, like a severe enough for a long time to worry that I was going to get to that. If I did, then yeah, I would definitely. Yeah. Um, I probably would um, start being scared if I was going to die or something like that. Yeah. But I, I think if I actually didn't know what was happening, I might be worried that I might have a problem with a very serious problem with my lungs that eventually is going to cause much worse problems. Yeah. Like lung cancer, you know. But then. I kind of, because the coronavirus was around at that stage, it was wreaking havoc everywhere. Yeah. But I, I didn't think, that's the thing, my dad, when he first got it, he showed similar symptoms to it. It was mild for like a week, and then he started to go down, he just wasn't getting any better. Yeah. He kind of be worse, then maybe a tiny bit better, getting worse, getting the shower, then he just literally, he even got well enough to, he drove himself to a, the drive-through testing centre. Yeah. And then, after that, boom he collapsed like he was gone he was out of it for a few more days yeah. and then on the Thursday they he we drove him into a hospital and then he was in there for a week and then he slowly kind of recovered from the virus 
And I think he's kind of still sort of recovering, but he's much... He's back to... He's still doing normal stuff. He can go out, plays tennis, plays golf, because at one stage, he thought he would never be able to do that again. But luckily, he can do all those things now. He can do everything that he used to be able to do. He may not go on treadmills and gyms, but he can still do things. He loves golf. He's just absolutely... And he can do that, and he does love playing tennis with friends, so he can do all that again. Like, even if it's for short periods, um, he can Mm. go out and play golf and for um who can play tennis for at least a f- couple of hours and then go for a few pints and stuff like that after few pints happy days so yeah he can drink and all he can do everything else um um in fact even tomorrow they've planned to kind of meet up with friends again and just it's as if nothing ever happened at this stage basically class um from what it looks like it certainly looks like nothing even even from what it feels like to me i don't feel like i had the virus ever I mean, when I had it, I thought, like, what does it feel like not to have a cough? Yeah. It was just absolutely... Tickly cough. Tickly, yeah. A little bit more kind of aggressive, because you breathe, it goes on, and then you can't breathe, and then it... <coughs> it's just yeah. regular kind of breathing. Then you, you kind of breathe again, but you can only breathe in so much. If you're breathing too much, <coughs> you're out of it. And the other thing is fatigue. It causes a lot of fatigue. Like, you're tired, like, very quickly. Um, yeah. You're out of it very quickly. Um, come sleepy quite a lot as well. Although I suppose most illnesses do that. I mean, it completely drains your energy. Yeah. Um, but I suppose that's typical with any illness. But luckily for me, I only had like a stint of it. Whereas he, I was in among the eighty percent still, but my dad was among the twenty percent who have it. Four percent have it very critical, and I think among that some will die. Um, but I don't think he got to the four percent. But he was one of the national statistics of being in the ICU yeah. um, but he wasn't on the ventilator as such but it's scary for anyone to know because you want to keep an eye on things because that ventilator once you're on that you're gone pretty much you're it's gone. the fucking worst thing yeah yeah just just waiting imagine you had a family member just on that thing and you just, the doctor calling you every day telling you well we're trying to do this but we're not sure we'll keep an eye on things just a, I mean, that's why I think it's the world's biggest natural disaster because, I mean, not only the cause of death, but the grief, even the ones that recover, the grief and da- the collateral damage it causes is on, it's like on such a ridiculously, almost like terroristic scale, I would say. It's like a Mother Nature being a fucking terrorist and just causing maximum damage possible. It's almost like, um, you ever heard, like, heard these conspiracy theories, like, there's these religious conspiracy theories, even, and I'm, I'm so, in, I know I don't believe it. Go in, on. In it it's so Terry. funny. Like, somebody put it down to the second coming of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Like, the usual stuff. Um, um, and then, the yeah, and then someone, another one's like, um, the apocalypse is coming, the doomsday, um, doomsday prophecies and all that, the, mm. the reset. So, it's like, uh, Joe, like, in... Like in religion, um, like in Christianity, they believe in the in the flood that killed everyone and wiped out and reset, restarted the whole thing again. Mm. I mean, that's what some people think in this coronavirus was doing. It was just basically going to, it was just going to kind of get rid of everything and kind of, it was just like Mother Nature's just re, or God, if they want to put it in. I mean, I don't believe that at all. Um, but he was, they were just saying that God is just kind of rearranging the world to get rid of the bastards and then kind of just start the whole thing again because it's getting bad it's like because a lot of people and what's really scary is mother nature really was showing itself because when they went to lockdown the cities were empty guess who was taking over all the wildlife was returning to the cities and yeah, taking wild. over yeah it's wild. and i couldn't believe it. it's like because it literally like a literally this thing that's more powerful than any of us literally dictated our lives i mean we used to think that only humans could do that but we forgot that Mother Nature sometimes has control over us as well. Yeah. I mean, if you don't listen to it, it's going to cause you... It's it's the one thing that will never negotiate with you. Fuck. You can never negotiate with Mother Nature ever. It's totally uncompromising. Whoa. 100%. And you either have to like literally go with it or go... If you go against it, you're fucked. So yeah. might as well go with it. But then it, if it decides it doesn't like you for a while or it doesn't like the way the planet is it's going to show it by killing lots of people and then ruin even the ones that survive it's going to just absolutely wreck their lives I would imagine I would say a good chunk of the world's people are destroyed apart and then 
bring on the recession that's gonna it's gonna go on for years the recovery right really oh yeah apparently we're in a massive I looked at the markets the graphs the stock of and I've never seen anything like it it was like a roller coaster it's literally gone, gone up and down up and down big swings next you know it's literally a straight line down yeah. from floor to ceiling literally just boom crash everything just literally crashed and wiped out it's like the whole economies were gone almost like um and it's like how the fuck we're we gonna get out of that one yeah, yeah so it, it like literally just absolutely destroyed um the, some of the economies that like full-on recession i think apparently it's even worse than the previous one we had no so we're fucking the done. last one was real bad well this one's apparently even worse <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, they've, 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 uh, but it was caused, but because the cause was by Mother Nature, people seem to think that you might be able to recover from it quicker. It depends how we, res if we respond to it together, we can recover a lot quicker. But if they go in with the still the same attitudes going against each other, then it's going to be even worse. It's going to be a long, ongoing recession that's going to go on. It's going to be the, they're going to be called the Great Lockdown Recession. Yeah. Which is like, basically means even if the lockdown ends the, the collateral which means the secondary impacts of it is just going to go on and on and on and that's going to last for so it's still going to be called the great lockdown shit because that, that was like the ultimate shutdown which mm. caused the biggest recession in the the world the whole world's been put out of action holy fuck balls yeah, we, we had the balls to fucking survive. I survived coronavirus. Yeah, man. You fucking did, like. That was fun. No fucking round. You made it. No fuckery here. Alright, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest before we finish the episode? We're at 46 minutes. Oh, well... Any if, words of advice? Well, if you're... Oh, sorry, I've got a few minutes. So, um... Yeah, so, um... You, think you basically recover from that. Yeah. It's great to know when you recover from it. It's like, thank God I recovered from it. Um, yeah. I haven't shown any symptoms. I've been completely symptom-free now for a while, which is mm -hmm. good. Um, Asymptomatic. Asymptomatic uh, music. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you just... Um, even if you're, like... Okay, so if I was to give tips what to do if you're sick, obviously, take care of your health first before anything else. Um, yeah. um Try call your doctor on the phone first. Um, I'm not going to say the usual self-isolate bullshit because I'm not going to add to anyone's grief and all that. Because mm -hmm. even, even just hearing that shit is like pissed me off anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, like if you are, um, try and do something. If you said to you there were certain things you wanted to get done because you couldn't do, you were what too busy. Well, not even, like, I had certain things I wanted to do at home. Like it's like I didn't have time because I was work. It's like I'll do it when I go to bed. But now I have loads of time because I'm out sick, home. It's like I'm gonna do all those things. Yeah. Unless you're absolutely dying and you have to go to the hospital, then you can literally you'd be well enough. If you can open your eyes, then you can go and try out some of these things. Yeah. If you're coherent enough, and like I was doing the money stuff, trade and all that, and so I was um I was working away at that, and then and I mean the main thing is I mean this is a natural disaster this is like it's like imagine having I mean if we had tornadoes in every country around the same time for two months you still wouldn't probably get the same level of deaths the reason oh. being is you can see those things and you can take shelter we'd all be underground yeah. in no time in the basements you go in the basement of pennies or something like that yeah. you'd all shelter under there and thing is there'd be some deaths but not anywhere near the amount that you would see and yet it would be perceived as worse but this is more like a silent killer because it's invisible, it's ever, you can't see, you don't know when it is. Yes. And the thing is, tornadoes, I mean, while it does kill, it, very few people die from being out in tornado or hurricane storms. I mean, they might lose their homes and all that, but people might lose their homes now because of this as well. Oh, yeah? Mortgages and shit? Oh, I think so, yeah. I mean, because people are going to lose jobs, businesses have completely collapsed. Um, I mean, especially the small ones, they're gone, like, they're, they've literally wiped, it's like, you might as well get a tornado, spawn a tornado like they do in Minecraft and just wipe it out. It's no difference mm. because the landlords will tell them to fuck off anyway. And most of them, landlords will like just put their rents up because they worry that they might lose money and yeah. they won't be able to afford the rent. Yeah. And 
so yeah, they'll be they'll be put out. Supermarkets are okay because they have to open anyway. But um, they they'll be gone first, and yet the families that's going to cause problems. Undoubtedly, it's going to cause severe. So if you can, um, isn't so a lot of kind of work, and something I kind of learned from all of this is like, do you really need an office if you can do your work online anywhere with the way the internet is now? Yeah. Um, could you really need to build an office because you don't want to lose your right on a building to keep your business alive if you don't have to. Yeah. I mean, I mean, every some people still think that it's all about fancy office chairs in a glass building and all that, but yeah. you don't really need that at all. In fact, far from it. And I find that just so restrictive and maintenance, it's just unnecessary maintenance. Like, if you can be equally as, as profitable without it, you're going to be more profitable because you don't have to pay for electricity, rent, and all that bullshit and all mm -hmm. that stuff. You literally... With, with the way the internet is now, you can do that from home. It's, I mean, there's no excuse really at this stage, really. Great. It can be done. I mean, it's the ultimate cyber. It's the one thing. The internet is like one place where it looks like you're in the same country all over. It's accessible from anywhere. Great. You teleport into like the cyberspace. It's a whole different world, but it's accessible by pretty much everyone, almost. And it's standard. It's it's just a standard as like a fax machine back in the day or as a telephone yeah. and so there's plenty of things you can do like I mean considering how you could probably run a few things some um, join you can join groups social groups some around the world and things like that you can join if there's a hobby you like even a hobby you like something that you're really into and you want to do it just yourself go ahead and do that as well mm -hmm. there's so many things you can do like during all this stuff so and then when when things kind of calm down a bit, um, then maybe start going out there, look for groups online and actually go out and meet those groups or do whatever when things get to the stage where you can do all that. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, at least, I mean, it's one thing like with the Spanish flu, I mean, they didn't have all this technology. I mean, you would have been yeah. fucking hell, yeah. She's scary to think that almost exactly, oh, like hundred two. Yeah. yeah. And that's it's been happening every hundred years. This fucking world. Yeah. yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. yeah. So I say at least one person, whoever's born, will go through at least this once in a lifetime. Yeah. If your average expectancy is 85, 80 years, it's you're gonna. There's a probably a eighty percent chance that you're gonna experience an episode like this in your lifetime. In each person's lifetime, if they live to eighty years on average, there's probably about seventy to eighty percent chance that couple of lives or a few months is going to be taken out by a big pandemic like this so if it happens every hundred years mm. that's like a that's what they call a pattern like of um probabilities so yeah it's crazy but yeah that's wild yeah did you hear about conspiracy theories about the oh, well. being released from a lab i have a lot um allegedly for all you people out there allegedly I'd love to hear what you have to say about that because I've, I've said loads of stuff about that allegedly well I so. don't know all I heard is that they actually got some sort of organism and they created it out of a lab and just like gave it to people and got them travelling around the world with it <laughs> and then just spreading it everywhere and then they're saying on the news that they're containing it and I don't know it's, it's all conspiracy stuff I don't yeah, necessarily believe it yeah. at all but the, there's other things like another one is that one person went to a wet market and they literally got like a seafood and someone just ate it and then just one person gave it the whole lot and then another possible outcome yeah, is that so many bats. different possible outcomes yeah and then the bats another yeah. thing is bats like flying around and and just like even just by flying around near humans you passing on the virus to the humans as well but then there was another theory where mm. someone was eating bat soup and then and then did you hear today there was another, another outbreak one. in Beijing and basically they're saying that it was involved in another market wet market as well it seems yeah. that there's another outbreak and it happened to be near a wet market so I'm kind of beginning to see a pattern here first of all this one was supposed to be from a market then they're saying it probably wasn't it could have been well, I don't believe the lab, but the blast flying around is more plausible. But then, oh, yeah? but then now today, I think it was earlier today, or yesterday, they were saying that 
now they've put Beijing in lockdown and then there was a market being investigated. Mm. So I don't know what's going on exactly, but... Yeah, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and you wouldn't know what to believe, all right. But I think... We don't know. I mean, we just need to notice... Uh, there's going to be a certain trend here. You're going to notice something. Even if they even if they did try to hide it. I mean, it's not... It's only... I mean, the WHO won't be letting that letting them away with that Are I mean we? if it keeps coming back from the same place I mean there's, it, I mean, how, how long can you hide it if you're going to try and destroy if they were actually going to try and destroy the whole world I mean how long can they keep on doing it for yeah. before everyone decides to boycott the whole place if that's if that was if, if it was true if that's what they're doing I mean they can't keep doing this forever yeah. they can only do it so far before they their game's up because yeah. if no one else is involved, then it's if it's only them. If it's always coming from the same place, then mm. I mean, it's like it's like um, you say if you do something once, you may not get caught ever. But if yeah. you keep on doing it, you eventually you, your risk of getting caught increases when you keep on doing it because they start tracing your moves. They yeah. even some like um, I've watched programs of like this drug dealer who was under on one of those banged up abroad episodes. There was a drug dealer who was um, on surveillance. Yeah. For, and he and he he's, he noticed that there was an undercover. He didn't know it was an undercover char, car. He just thought it was another drug dealer chasing after him for money or something like that. And he managed to get away hidden. But looking back on it, when he was arrested and put in prison, he that was actually an undercover car. He was just surveilling him. They weren't even trying to arrest him. They were just building up a case. And when they had enough evidence, they could go for the biggest charge as possible. So then, when he got everything, all of that sorted, he moved house to hide away to sell the house and then they just went and busted him so I don't know like it with this thing as well they can do this for so long before um, they're gonna get caught mm -hmm. and there's gonna be kind of action I mean so I'm, I'm not sure if that it'd be a good idea for them to keep on doing it if that's the case if that's the case <laughs> yeah we're trying to big accusations here <laughs> but sure but I don't I don't know I don't even know like I don't think it's true or anything like that I mean I mean, why would they want to do it? If they want to do business and things like that, even if they still wanted to take over, they still need to kind of do a bit of persuasion. Like, um, being sending out viruses isn't exactly going to... It's just going to do the op have the opposite effect. Yeah. I think, anyway. But I don't think that's what they're doing. And Unless I hear otherwise, I'm going to... Innocent till proven guilty. That's it. So listen, Dr. Boogie, there's only three minutes left. Oh, okay. And that's the end of this Saturday's podcast. And there will be another episode tomorrow uh, on Sunday. So I have that to look forward to. So, jeepers, you've covered so much in such a short amount of time, Dr. Boogie. Wild accusation against China. Possible. Wild accusations against, allegedly. Wild, wild, allegedly accusations against... Mother Nature. Mother Nature. Wild, allegedly accusations against the colour white paint. Um, fucking hell. What's the difference? What's the difference? What's the space between white and black? Um, forever or eternity or one of those? Yeah, it's something crazy like No Man's Land. No Man's Land. Fucking hell. I always wanted to kind of. Everything, like. You know, like, um. No, I was very curious, like, um. You know, like when you're watching any program and then it flips over to another scene. Mm. Always want to know what it looked like in that transition period in between. Like, just crazy mm. shit. So, what do people have to look forward to in the, the next episode, Sunday's episode? This is Saturday's episode. Sunday's episode's going to be released in a few hours. What do they have to look forward to? What are you going to talk about in episode, the next episode? Which will oh, be out tomorrow. I'm going to go a little bit You're wild. You're going to stretch people's minds. There's been rumours about Luigi Boards. There's been rumours about well, fires. Oh. There's been rumours about you catching coronavirus again. Just for publicity. What it's do the these people have to expect from, from you tomorrow? You've got to expect a bit of fun. Deep fun? stuff. Fun and deep stuff. Deep oh, fun. Yeah. Deep fun and a bit of a mind fuck adventure. Jeez. Are you also going to talk nice to them in your ear? Speak Come loving to words of lovingness. You've only got 57 seconds left before you're finished. Before so you're this is the countdown to the, the countdown. end of the virus. The end of the virus. So this is the end of the BBC You're like the keyboard cat when you say play them out. This is coronavirus, play them out. 
This is the coronavirus blues. We only have 12 seconds left and that's it, we're gone. So we'll see you again tomorrow. Tune in for Sunday episode and we're big fans of you. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, thank you so much. Over and out. Get out of here. Go on. You've no one to go to. Bye. Oh, yeah, whatever. I'm taking all all your stuff with me.